I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk turned traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Hi, this is Kate, the producer here for Awkward Sex in the City with Natalie Wall. If you've been following this podcast, then you know that Awkward Sex in the City brings in comedians to cover the most awkward, gross, and hot moments in storytelling and comedy. And now, Awkward Sex in the City, the podcast, is coming to the stage on Saturday, October 13th at the She Makes Me Laugh Fest in New York City. Awkward Sex in the City, the podcast, will be doing a live recording. Tickets are available at awkwardsexinthecity.com. In the meantime, here are some of the best, most hot, most sexist stories from the start of Awkward Sex in the City, the podcast, with comedians Artie Gallipudi, Carly Ann Philbin, Ayanna Dukey, Brittany Vallada, Sarah Kennedy, and Anita Flores. And then... Like, at one point he goes down on me and I was like, this is kind of weird. Again, I am like heavy bleeding. Like, yeah, yeah. that's fine. I'm not going to judge anybody's like thing. But and he's like, like fully aware of it, too. Oh, right? yeah. I mean, okay. at this point, I had already been bleeding all over the sheet. Like it. I just don't know how he couldn't be aware that like there's a lot of blood coming out of me right now. Yeah. Yeah. Or like that. He doesn't realize where it's coming out. Yeah. Of. Maybe he was confused. Right. Like. Which also makes him a dick if you thought you were just cut and yeah. he's still going for it. Exactly. So it was, it was like a funny experience because I was like, hmm, this is weird. And so then I was like, well, I've known this guy for a while. He like went down on me on my period. I should give him head because like I'm just going to feel weird like that. Like all this stuff is happening to, you know what I mean? Like he's getting mm-hmm. all bloody and weird. So I'm like giving him head. 
but I had chugged that soda like an hour earlier. And so my stomach was feeling like upset in the middle of me giving him head. What flavor was it? It was just a nice orange Fanta. <laughs> Listen, it's like a good soda. It's like not like a soda you mix with alcohol. So it's like a soda that's like a purest soda. You know what I mean? Like when you go for orange soda, like you want a soda. Like sometimes mm-hmm. with ginger, I could be like, man, this could use some whiskey. Like you're just purely wanting the soda you want yeah you want that carbonation you want that sugar yeah. that taste yeah. yeah so it's upsetting my stomach I also want to say it's like in the middle of like it's like really it's like really hot out I think it's like June or July at this point so it's like not like I my stomach's upset I had too much sugar I'm on my period it's humid it's gross mm-hmm. I'm giving him head on this sheet I bloodied all over and in the middle I'm like oh my stomach feels really weird and you know when you have a burp and it like rises? Mm-hmm. I was like, ooh, I think I have to burp. But I'm in the middle of giving him head. I don't want to like lift my head up and do this gnarly burp. And then like the moment is gone. Oh my God. So I was like, I'll just hold the burp. Because like holding a burp is something that you've done since you're like really young. Yeah, we've been taught like things can't, gases can't come out of us in any place. Exactly. Like, so we, we're all conditioned to hold it in. Of course. The first time I queefed, I told people it was a fart and the guy next to me, Lee Donor, was like, that didn't sound like a fart. And it was, <laughs> I remember being 16 and like mortified. Uh, so like, yeah, nothing's supposed to leave your body, but I guess like a fart's better than a queef, which is like, like not true. Not true at all. I would rather queef than fart, but you oh, know, yeah. I didn't know it was happening. Um, so I'm giving my head, the burps rising. I like suppress the burp. I think I suppress the burp. And he has like, maybe I should just lift my head and burp. But then he goes, I'm going to come. <laughs> so I was like, well, I'll just let him finish and then I'll swallow and then I'll burp, which would actually be kind of funny. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're burping up or you're burping off of a semen. Yeah. I was just like, Ugh, like, Ugh, that was a good time. <laughs> like I thought it was going to be like kind of like a cute, funny, quirky thing. And so I like lift my head up. But then I forget that like cum is like not like a viscous. It's like a not like a liquidy type substance. It's like it has a very weird texture to it. It's such a weird texture. It's not even slime. It's like somewhere between like slime and liquid that I don't know. It actually so like sperm comes out like 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 a like gunk, but then it gets really watery. So like it like if you are like trying to have a baby, yeah. it like it's easier to get through. Whoa. Yeah. So it slowly changes its like viscosity the whole way through too. Oh my god. Yeah. Sperm's so, fucking crazy. So that's what's going down me. Mm-hmm. And I suddenly the burp <laughs> is going up my throat and I'm like, oh shit. Like, I can't swallow and hold the burp at the same time. So all of a sudden, like, the burp just explodes. Like, it literally, I have never, because the burp was, like, kind of toying and going, like, up and down. And then finally, it leaves. It tastes like orange soda. I, the cum comes spewing out of my mouth and lands in my hands. <laughs> I am naked, free bleeding on a white sheet. And... <laughs> Like a little bit about me, I am a cancer with a Gemini moon. So I'm like, I'm like highly emotional, like super emotional. So I immediately start sobbing. Oh no. Because I'm embarrassed. I'm too old to be doing this. I'm too old to be crying, like naked on a boy's bed. No, Uh, did it last week. It's fine. Don't worry. Like it just happened. Yeah. Yeah. I start crying. 
and I'm I the first thing I say I look at him and I say I'm a monster which at this point to him I probably look like a fucking monster because there's like slime all over my hands there's blood coming out of me I'm cr- there's like tears running down my face my hair is probably super messy because I had been like rolling around this boy's bed yeah and it's hot and, and it's like hot. like sex is like messy it's yeah. like you're it's gross you're sweating all this stuff and it's this is during the daytime by the way so mm-hmm. it's probably like four or five p.m. at this point oh my god uh, and I'm like mortified and then he was like okay okay like it's okay just like stop moving your hands because I was like getting like <gasps> stuff everywhere <laughs> I love that that's what he was worried about though when like the sheets there yeah like, like are you reusing this sheet yeah. like it's fine we can get some cum on it there's already like blood all over it whatever it was so funny he like wipes me down because <laughs> I can't touch anything or else I'll get his semen on it and then like afterwards, I just remember being like, damn, I'll never I'll never sleep with this person again, probably. Yeah, like, I mean, I remember when I got my period, my mom as celebration gave me like a book that her mom gave to her from like the 70s. That was I forgot the name of it, but it's definitely like a popular book. And it was like essentially like celebrate yourself, celebrate your vagina. And like within this book, it was saying like, you know, take a look at your vagina, like bend over a mirror. And I was like, ew, gross. And it's like, why did I think that? That's not gross. Like your vagina is it's it's great. And we should all be celebrating our vagina. That's how I feel. And so for me, I've honestly, I don't do it that much. Uh, just take a look at it. When is the first time you looked? I remember the first time I looked. I think the first time I looked was after I looked at that book. So I got my period when I was 11. Me too. Ugh, I'm so annoyed. I got it in a pizza hut I on got, Martin Luther King Day. Wow. All right. So I, okay, I got it uh in sixth grade and i remember you know leaving i think geography class and thinking that i was dying okay because how does this make any sense i had already had sex ed in fifth grade so i knew what a period was but could not put two and two together for myself so i saw spotting i went home and i took i sat my mom down and told her i think i have cancer (laughs) she was like why do you think you have cancer i was like there's blood in my underwear she's like that's your period. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I No, but you're so right. I think I did kind of the same thing. I think I freaked out. And I think it's because the way a, a period is presented to us as a young child, like I feel like they really try to kind of like gingerly tell us like, but also kind of like hide the fact of what it really is. So it's like kind of like presented to us as a present, like this beautiful gift that we're given by like the world. They're like, yes. when you get this, you are a woman. But it's not like, like it's not like a bar mitzvah. Like you don't get presents or shit. You literally just get like weird white gunk and and blood and you're just like you're like what is this like it feels when something's coming out of you we've been taught like that's not good like something's wrong and so of course i feel like that's so natural to be like no i have i have cancer i have butt cancer something's coming out of me because yeah i didn't even know about the different holes honestly until like after oh the holes yes that's um i mean i remember i got scared off uh from tampons because I uh, definitely put it in the wrong place. Not, sh- I mean, because there's Ooh, there's three holes. There's three holes. So I think I went for the pee hole. Oh my god, that's not even like physically possible, right? So right, I couldn't really get it in there, and I was like, it shouldn't hurt this much. And then I had an incident that involved what I considered it getting stuck, but in the c- correct hole. But I just freaked out, uh, and then um, 
I did. I talked about this during period party and my mom had to like talk me down from the other side of the door because I was like, we got to go to the hospital. Oh my God. <laughs> it's stuck. She's like, it's not stuck. You just need to relax. Uh, and then, yeah. And then I didn't use tampons uh, until after I lost my virginity. I also had like so. a, we had like a very similar experience with periods in the beginning because I also had a very traumatizing experience with tampons because what they don't also don't tell you at least for me, so my my uterus is like slightly tilted to the right. So mm-hmm. is my mother's. So when I put in a tampon, I actually have to tilt it. Like I can't go straight up. Mm-hmm. And so when I was, I didn't start using tampons till 14. I was in high school or might have been even 15 because I was like really fucking afraid of them. This just seems like a foreign object inside of you. And TSS, they're like, if you keep Ugh. it in more than four hours, you will die, which is bullshit. Yeah. My mom and nurse is like, no, you can keep it in for days. And that is something that I do. Like, I will keep a tampon for days and not give a shit. Oh, no. I'm always thinking about that tampon. Oh, yeah. No, you don't have to worry about it. It's like super rare. But um, but long story short, I was so lazy. I would never bring pads with me to school. So I'd always just grab them from like our nurse. And then one day I had a really bad period. They didn't have pads. I had to try a tampon. It didn't work. Mom had to pick me up. She was like, what the fuck? I keep having to pick you up. And then I like had a breakdown. And then she's like, OK, here we go you're going to do this. And she was like, you need to lie down on the bathroom floor with your like legs up and then put it in. It's like, just, just to start getting used to it. And she's right. It was really easy to put in, but this is very classic me, like misreading directions And on the box. It was like insert fully and then keep in. And I thought that also meant the plastic applicator. So I shoved in the tampon. Yeah. And then kept the plastic applicator in, but it kept trying to come out. And so it's like, mom, the tampon keeps coming out. And she was like, you have to push it in harder. You're not pushing oh, it in no. far enough. So I just kept pushing it and pushing it in. And like, it was so fucking painful. And then we got in the car to drive four hours to Danville, Virginia to visit oh, my family in the South. And it just kept like, it would, the actual plastic applicator would be pushing itself out and like it started squishing and like pinching my actual, like my actual like lips, Oh my god, my badge lips in a four and a half hour car ride. And I kept being like, I can't like, I'm in so much pain. My mom was like, what the fuck did you do to yourself? And then finally she like, we stopped at like food line or something, bought my, my, bought me pads. I took it out. And then like later that night she was like, I need you to tell like, I need you to show me what you <laughs> did. And so then I showed her and she was like, wait, wait, what was in you? And then that's when I probably broke my hymen, honestly, because it was just like, just kept shoving it. I would be like in the car, just like literally just like pushing it back in next to my like 18 year old brother. And he's like, what the fuck is happening? Oh, can I, I want to ask you if you've ever done this. I, so because I, when I got my period, I was still taking swim lessons now. Okay. I don't know when people are supposed to learn how to swim, but yeah, it was a process for me. So I was still taking <laughs> swim lessons after I got my period when I was 11. I didn't want to use tampons. So I wore a pad in the pool. Oh, no. What a mistake. Oh, no. <laughs> it like, you know, blew up. It like expanded. <laughs> and it just looked when I remember as soon as I did it, I knew I had made a mistake. <laughs> And then I, you know, I didn't, oh man, I tried to like, I tried to like wait it out. I was like, I'm going to get through this whole swim lesson. And it just really, my instructor got like, bless them because I know it had to have looked like I had taken a dump in my, in my bathing suit. You know, you have just this giant diaper thing Mm -hmm. expanding Mm -hmm. out and it had wings. Yeah. It was just what a, what a nightmare. And nobody told me. 
Hi, it's Kate again, your little old producer. Before we get back to more of the best of Awkward Sex in the City and the hilarious Natalie Wall, we have a quick announcement. Awkward Sex in the City and the More Banana Network is partnering with Shine Registry. Shine Registry is a platform for women, especially women who want to start new businesses and ask their communities for what they need to support and celebrate their work. The Shine Registry platform is being built in the style of a wedding registry because if you can ask for a gravy boat when you're getting married, you should be able to ask for office supplies and what you need to get your business to grow. Guess what? Those things sound a lot more useful than a gravy boat. Check out the profiles of these amazing women and their incredible startups at shineregistry.com. I broke okay so I texted I knew I was gonna break up with this guy and I couldn't like we couldn't get together so I texted him I'm like hey like do you want to get together tonight or tomorrow he's like oh, I can't I'm really busy which is another reason whatever I'm not gonna go into the details of the breakup on this podcast <laughs> but um so then the next day I'm like hey are you free tonight and he's like oh I'm really not and I and I'm like okay uh, can we like talk tomorrow and he's like what about and I didn't respond. Okay. Ooh, yeah, that's always Instead, that's always a sign. I went to this open mic. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I didn't respond. So th- I left this guy hanging. I didn't break up with him. Instead, I went to an open mic and told everyone like why I wanted to break up with him. No, and I said it on stage. I'm like, I know I'm holding you hostage, and I feel horrible for doing this. But also, like, he did this. Isn't that weird? Like, that's weird, right? <laughs> like, I totally just talked out my break. What I was gonna say to him, <laughs> and I know this is like it's funny. To- it's a funny story talking about it now, but it wasn't comedy. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, I understand. Yeah. It was an open mic, so it was a little bit bad. But I had another friend there, and I, and you guys, I, I, this open mic was four minutes, and I was talking like I was like, okay, I know I only have a minute left, but listen to this. Okay, so I did a comedy show, and he came, <laughs> and then he gave me notes afterwards. Isn't that crazy? Like, tell me that's crazy. Like, just to, it was not any kind of, it was nothing. I just needed to like get this you off my get chest. It off your chest, yeah. But I should not have done it in a room of people that were expecting to hear jokes. Okay, but also in your defense, that was an open mic, and I think that's totally fair to do Mm-mm. something like that in an open mic. No, I think that's why open mics get a bad rap. Because no, open mics get a bad rap for other things. Dude, Sure, sure. Say rape jokes and racist jokes. Just FYI, but okay, here, but here. And I think that this is like, I think that this is a point against me. This was an all, this was a, not an all female, it was a non white straight man open mic. So it was like anyone identifying as inclusive. anything else. Yeah. But okay. that, those were the rules. Mm-hmm. So a lot of women, a lot of gay men. And I don't. I didn't want to give that mic a bad rap. It's like, oh, this is what happens. Women just go on stage and talk about their breakup. I'm like, oh, I felt so bad. I like got on stage. I'm like, what, what, what? And then you were saying that I need. Was she like Carly needs help? Like, no, she was just like, I didn't know she was in a relationship. Bobby told me oh, that you. Everyone's talking about this. Oh, no, Bobby God. told me that he thought you were hilarious that night. I was really funny, but it, but I was out of control. Do you know what I mean? Yes, like, I do it, know what you mean. That, Absolutely. That, like, I guess now I could make material about the fact that I did that. But I, I and I did have one minute of material, which was like, I it's been so long since I've been in love. And I really just want the feeling of being trapped in a relationship. <laughs> That's funny. OK, I'm like, I just want to come home after a long day of work and look into the eyes of my partner and have him say to me, where were you? 
Is this funny? <laughs> you guys like this? So I did do like a minute of jokes, but then spent three minutes a talking. And this did not go over well, by the way. But I must say it now. I feel like <laughs> if a woman makes fun of another woman, then other people are like, oh, she doesn't support women. And I think that's bullshit. Like I cannot like what an individual does and and still support women. Anyway, it's like a big uh, topic on this season of The Real Housewives of New York. <laughs> which I have like, to catch up on. I'm only watching Southern Charm right now, oh, which Southern is Charm, so we'll talk about amazing. Well, I um, anyway, does that make sense? I, I know it's like an open mic and we're all trying to yeah. figure it out, but I think it's like a personal barometer inside it. Like, I think it's a personal barometer. Like, do you know that you're actually trying to work out jokes and they're not hitting? Or did you like totally unprepare and you're like going to bullshit the crowd for five minutes? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think it's, you know, you got to make that decision for yourself. And I can't believe all these people texted you about the fact that I did this crazy. Two, two people. <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway, I don't know why I said that. But that, that, uh, yeah. Okay. No, but what you're saying too about like you can also you can absolutely not like someone who is a woman. Mm-hmm. Like you absolutely can't. Some people just fucking suck. But also like that's well, it. We, but, but we also don't have to like um uh diss the their themselves as a person. Yeah, some I don't like a lot of people, but um you don't that's another joke I had about the breakup. Like, yeah, why would I ever break up with someone? Like, yeah, I don't like them, but I don't like anyone. See, I just <laughs> Solid joke. Turns okay. out the whole four minutes is actually a full <laughs> set, and you're just being hard on yourself like you always do. Okay, right. <laughs> um, but I am very hot, and I can acknowledge that now. But um, yeah, I just think that things these days, it's like you're right or wrong. You're for women, or you, or you're not, and it's like everything is nuanced, except when it comes to sexual harassment. But that's another thing. It's like then people will be like, well, "What about sexual harassment?" It's like, well, not and not every rule applies to everything it's like shut the fuck up everybody and just assume that most people are good and call them out when they're bad in a nice way that teaches them a lesson and don't do it on facebook that's happened to me twice and i had to call my therapist but i heard so many horror stories about getting an iud and how painful it was um, that I was scared shitless. Of course. Um, so then I opted. I was just like, all right, I'm going to go get the IED. And reason being too, because I was essentially losing insurance and I wouldn't have money to get that pill every month. So I was like, if I get the IED, then that's one thing I don't have to worry about. Yeah, for exactly. Many years. Um, I'm assuming you got copper because that one doesn't have yes. the hormones. So that one lasts 10 years. And when I say the, first of all, the pain, to get it in, in like, they're like slight discomfort. Can we stop saying slight discomfort and just say this shit hurts about anytime people say slight discomfort. I'm just like, you're lying to me. I know you're lying to me. You're lying to me right now. So it was not fucking slight discomfort. It was all the pain. They apparently, because I've never been pregnant and, um, so my cervix was not accustomed to open. That's not a brag. Cause I said that to one of my friends. They're like, stop bragging. Like, <laughs> <was> no, like, <laughs> like, I'm not right. I was like, I've never been pregnant. So it was really hard for the, for the, um, the nurse practitioner. They're like, why are you bragging? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Like you're telling on yourself like, what right does that now. Even mean? <laughs> yeah. Like what? So you've never, like, you've never had an abortion before. No. <laughs> Why are you bragging? I'm not bragging. Like you asked me a question. I've never had an abortion before. And I'm not saying I've never had an abortion because I'm like, I'm so fucking safe. Like there are so many. This is how I know the universe is on my side. You know how many times I should have been pregnant? 
or had an Seven. STD. <laughs> yeah. 15 and a half times because that dude had a little dick. Um, but there's so many times that I should have been pregnant or with an STD or something along those lines. And I don't have one because I am one of the most trusting people out there. I don't know if it's trusted or stupid or the whole Scorpio shit is real, but I don't know. But I'm not bragging when I say I've never been pregnant. So the, the nurse practitioner, she was just like, it's very hard because your cervix has never, you have a virgin cervix. So I was like, at least something about me is virgin still. <laughs> and she went in there and I guess the thing kept on snapping clothes like a turtle. I don't know. But she was just, and it's like the weird, because it's like a, this pinching inside it's of you. It's just internal. Oh my oh God. yeah, it's I like, know it. You can't, like you want to touch, but there's nothing to touch because, it, 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 oh my God. And then after that, you know, she's like, you're going to be spotting a little bit. No, bitch, I'm bleeding. Like, I'm full on bleed. Like, you just resurrected my whole period right now. Mm-hmm. Like, we're, we're, we're bleeding. Mm-hmm. So she gave me a bullshit ass, pa- like, um, max um, panty liner. I don't know what panty liners are good for. Cause, Nothing. Yeah, they're just decorative. Like, <laughs> they are decorative. <laughs> I ain't going to be a panty liner. This is not, no, no, no type of discharge. It's just, it's decorative. And my vagina's going to smell like flowers. Look, okay. Anyway, so I started. <laughs> bleeding full on blood and it was in pain and then like the next day I was like okay I'm feeling a lot better girl four days before my period came my back started hurting I was like well maybe I worked out too hard and then it started hurting more and then more to the point where I could not walk I could not sit up like and I'm on I'm on every chat room about this IUD because I know I've had lupus long enough that I know a lupus pain versus just some other shit Mm -hmm. and that was some other shit Mm -hmm. and I am I mean I, I'm going through. I got drunk. That still, I still felt the pain. You know, you're in pain when even when you're drunk, you're still like, I'm still hurting. Yeah. Still pain. And finally, in a chat room, this girl is like, I can't sit down. She described every symptom I had from even to the point of whenever I get in a car, just anytime you hit a pothole, like that, just that, uh, that pain. And she goes, Once I started bleeding, that's when the pain started to subside. And then my period came like two days later and then it starts to subside. Oh, thank God. I was taking four leaves, nothing. And I'm, I'm fine with taking that much because for lupus, I've taken a high dosage of that kind of stuff. Um, so I know it wasn't going to kill me, um, <laughs> which is very important. It's always good when you have a chronic disease because you know what will and will not take you out. Because um, the leaf you can't drink with, right? Like you can drink with ibuprofen, but you can't drink with a leaf or Tylenol, right? I mean, I'm not a doctor. It might have been just Tylenol. I'm still here. Okay. (laughs) I'm still here. I would not recommend this to your listeners. (laughs) We are not doctors, as I've said in the past on this podcast. Yeah, like, don't. Well, the girl on the podcast said, look, don't call me if shit happens. Um, So they have me blindfolded, handcuffed. He, she's eating me out with an ice cube. So she started, you know, teasing me at first at the top with the ice cube going down. My God, I was like born again. Come get temperature play. Oh, girl, girl. (laughs) Uh, But and while she was doing that to me, he had the flogger on her, right? He's Uh flogging her from behind, which I shouldn't have been able to see. But the blindfold was also janky. So I'm like seeing everything from from the bottom of the blindfold with a broken handcuff. Every time I've been like blindfolded or like, yeah, blindfolded, um, I can always see. 
Yeah. I can always see. But it's just something about being like, but it's like it's the, the idea fantasy. of it. Like the yeah, fantasy of it. The yeah. fantasy. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm as shitty as it was how it ended. I'm grateful for that experience mm-hmm. because I lost my virginity when I was 21. Oh my God. I love this. Everyone who's done the podcast so far did not lose it in high school and almost everyone lost it in their 20s. I was 20. I was junior year of college. Yes. Very close to 21st birthday. Yes. Same. So, but what's interesting and when, when we get to my child stories, people will be like, how the fuck did she not lose her virginity in high school? Because same. I was a nymph from like age five up. The shit that I was doing to boys, the shit that I was doing in my room I'm surprised I didn't have a kid at 12, honestly, Um, and that I waited so long, too. I was determined because all my friends kept saying, you know, that when they lost it, 15, 16, 17 years old. Oh, it's not that great because the guys don't know what they're doing. So they're not having great sex. Mm -hmm. And I was determined, like, I'm going to have fucking great sex. So I'm going to wait. You know what? And I had good sex my first time. Yes. Yes, girl. Yeah. And it's like so good that everyone to follow it was just just so disappointing. Oh, wow. That does suck. That sucks for you. Mine and wasn't that good. Mine was like good. You hear all the stories. All yeah. the women were like, it's going to feel like someone's cutting you with scissors right. down the middle of your body or it's right. going to feel like this or that. And I was like, oh, this feels good. This is fun. This yeah. Is good. I'm going to keep doing that. My The guy who stole mine, or I should say, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I'm sick and tired of saying he stole it. I gave it over. I said, here's my platter. You can eat off it if you but you have to hold it. <laughs> you have to hold it and beg to come, <laughs> beg to come, bitch. Um, he 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 ate me out for 30 minutes, I want to say. Mm-hmm. I owed three, four times. Yeah. It was the best eating out session I think I had ever experienced. And my vagina became so numb from all of the O's that I looked at him and I said, it's time. Let's fuck. Let's do it. Uh-huh. And he got excited. He was like, yeah, yeah. I went to grab the condom. And then just slyly, I was like, by the way, it's my first time. <laughs> and he pulled back and did the whole, oh, I don't really want to, you know, I don't want to break your heart and I'm not really looking for a relationship. And I said, I don't give a fuck. There, The bells are ringing. My body is ready. My vagina is numb. I will not feel it when it enters for the first time. Let's go. <laughs> Let's do this. And it was, it was like the best sex. I, I would say to this date, but I'm fucking someone right now that I'm like, woo, girl, it's so good. <laughs> but up until then, that was, let's see, I was 21. I'm going to be 28 this year. So seven years ago, mm-hmm. I was saying I had the best sex ever. In between then, I took a lot of breaks. Like I had sex a bunch that summer when I lost my virginity and then didn't have sex for another two years. Oh, yeah. I told you the same thing. Right. Like you go on on like a hiatus almost. Mm-hmm. And people said, you know, are you celibate? It's like, no, I just can't get laid for whatever reason. I don't know why. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it just happens. It happens. My first eating out experience was awful. It was after my first sex experience. Um, same dude, different location. But he like started going down on me. And uh, I guess you're supposed to breathe. When uh, you like in life and uh, I was very nervous and I was just breathing very shallowly. And so I end up hyperventilating. Oh, my God. To the point that I didn't know this. I Googled it later. You can hyperventilate so much that you can paralyze your hands. Holy shit. And so next thing I know, was like, it like you had several. Balls? <laughs> yes. My hands were like for real. My hands were like this. And he's like, I'm like on my bed. He's kneeling down on my bed, like oh as all God. men should. Yes. And yes. 
I had to like tap him with my hands like this. And I was like, we have to stop. And he was horrified. He was like, what's happening? And I was like, I can't move my hand. <laughs> and then we did not, we did not have any more, but I got better at it. I learned how to breathe. I'm deep, so happy for deep you. Deep breath. Deep, <laughs> quite literally deep breath. Yeah. You got to really, you got to really focus on and your now, breath and you got to focus on your clit. Yes. Yeah. It's a triangle. It's the pyramid. That's right. Wait. So, okay. So what is, what's the pyramid? I don't know. I just said that. <laughs> I, I... Uh, sort of. I mean, it was very weird. My mom became like my publicist after I came out to her where she just was like, don't worry, I'll tell everybody. <laughs> and so she told my dad for me. And I guess I heard secondhand that he kind of had a, a hard time with it. But mm-hmm. my mom was very much like, this is your problem. You figure this out on your own and mm-hmm. you decide whether or not it's as important as your relationship with your daughter. And then he just like kind of came around, but it happened outside of my knowing at all. She told my aunt who lives in deep Texas. And that was maybe the weirdest one because um, as soon as she was like, I'm going to tell your aunt Susie, I was like, okay. And then she was like, she's going to want to call you back. Let it go to voicemail. And I was like, not a problem. <laughs> I don't like answering my phone. Um, <laughs> So you could feel you could feel the conversation happening on the other end because it was like just long enough. And then my phone blew up and it was my Aunt Susie and I let it go to voicemail. And then she called back. and I let it go to voicemail and then she called back and I let it go to voicemail 13 times. Holy shit. And on the 14th time, I was like, mm, better, better talk to her. Yeah, let's, let's pick this one up. So I picked it up the phone and she was just like, Sarah, honey, your mama told me about you. And I just want you to know. That I would never turn my back on you. I love you so much. Oh, my God. (laughs) Whoever you love is who I love. And oh, my God. And I was like, that's so nice. But I couldn't. I mean, she was launching through this thing that she's been practicing for 13 other calls. (laughs) And so I couldn't even interject to be like, thank you. you." But she just kept being like, it's so wonderful. It's so beautiful. Love is great. And blah, blah, blah. And also there's things about me that people don't know, which I was like, what? What? Is it happening? And then I was like, oh, no, what is she about to tell me? And she was just like, like, I'm a huge pothead. (laughs) (laughs) It was so amazing. I could not even believe, number one, that she was sharing that with me. That was amazing. Number two, that she thought those two things were comparable. Like, that that blows my mind. And so then I was just like, oh, no. It was like I get this gift and I was just like, Aunt Susie, no, oh, I, I love you. I would never turn my back on you. You're so amazing. When's your parade? <laughs> Do you vapor like balls? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the parade's in April, When's by the your way. <laughs> oh my God. My cheeks like literally hurt. <laughs> oh, oh, Aunt Susie. Oh my God. It's one of my favorite stories. Was there anyone else that you were like, oh, it's not expecting that? Uh, I mean, my grandma was always a person that we were always very worried about. My my family's had a weird um, relationship with my grandma because it's like, don't tell grandma. But then mm. as soon as she finds out about anything, she's always like, cool, cool, cool. <laughs> so it's like, why are we hiding this from grandma? Yeah, like, exactly. Why? Is it just because she's old? Yeah. Or like, yeah, it's just like this thing where it's like, let's take care of the matriarch. Or like, let's make sure that she's OK. And so like my uncle had like a motorcycle and like it slipped out that he had that. And she was like. Yeah, okay. He's a grown adult. Have it. Um, And so then my mom was like, I'm going to tell your grandma. (laughs) And I was like, oh, Lord. Um, Is she going to call me? Because I don't even know if she knows how to leave a voicemail. Yeah. Um, But 
she called my grandma and then afterwards I heard that my grandma was like, well, of course. And I love her no matter what. And it was just like the end of it done. It was perfect. Yeah. Um, and I will tell you, it was, it was not very long after that, that she passed away Aww. and it was, um, kind of a weird situation in my family because she had been such a member of the family, like a focal point of all of our care and the talk around her and all this stuff. But she was it for at least my mom and her sisters and her brother. And then like as a ripple effect, all of us too. And so um, my mom has always said that one of the saddest things in her current life is that she never dreams about my grandma. Oh, wow. That is yeah. sad. But I will say my brother had a dream about her and then the, he woke up crying and his wife was just like, what happened? And he was like, I was dreaming. I was with grandma. And then he called all of us the next day and he was like, I had a dream about grandma. And we were like, what happened? <laughs> and the, the dream, this is, this is what the dream was. So he and my uncle, um, the one with the motorcycle, um, were just hanging out. Um, and my grandma came up to them and they were just like, oh gosh, grandma. Oh, holy moly. Oh, wow. Wow. You're here. And, uh, she was just like, yes. Hello. I love you. And then they were like, why did you leave? And then she just was like, he decided it was my time. Which was like, whoa, um, like, whoa, that's a pretty profound thing. And yeah. then my brother woke up again crying. And so then we were all just like, Ryan had a dream about, Ryan's my brother. Uh, Ryan had a dream about grandma. Oh, he's a psychic. He's got these, uh, this amazing power. And so then we all just like shared it with everybody we knew. And he just had this like profound moment with our grandmother who had passed. And we were all so sad, but now happy. And then we were like waiting for him to go to bed that next night. <laughs> and we were like, it's going to happen again. This is, this is Ryan's time. This is it. And so the next morning we were like, Ryan, like, what did you dream about? And then he was like, I dreamed that Jeff Bush won the next NASCAR event. <laughs> we were like, okay, well. We had one shot. Goes. Yeah. <laughs> Follow everything Awkward Sex at Awkward Sex in the City on Instagram and Twitter. And come out to the live show on October 13th because it's going to be pretty hot.